Session 39 of the Law of One, and let's get into what I would call the science of metaphysics and some more about energy centers. Really cool stuff there. Let's begin. We have a sort of mixed session here today, and again, it's going to be another short one. I believe I'm gonna be able to cover it all in just one part. And there is going to be some questions at the beginning that I skipped. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. And there's also uh, the end question, I think is one of the most fascinating. So we're gonna get into that towards the end. So make sure you watch the whole thing because I think the most, um, the most practical part of this whole session is at the end when they talk about the energy centers. So before getting into the introduction though, some of you have asked me about the music in the background and I've said it in a couple of videos in the past, but I think this is a really good time to mention my friend Colby from Dream State Logic, who is the person behind the music that I use uh, the story behind you know, how I got to use this music and how we created this friendship is uh, beyond the scope of the video. But um, the reason why I'm mentioning him is because recently, just recently as I record this video, he released his new album and it's available for download. You know, He puts his content for free, which I think is amazing. Uh, I love his, his, his music and obviously I use it you know, it's, it became like the theme of the Law of One series that I'm doing, you know, Dream State Logic is the music that I, I will use, hopefully for the rest of the series until I cover the whole raw material. And I listen to him also, uh, his music, while I'm working sometimes, it's just very peaceful. What you're listening to it right now is The Other Earth, that's the name of the album too, so again, you know, I'm just sharing the love that my friend Colby um, creates in his own channeling, I call it, channeling of vibrations of the universe, the cosmos, into vibrations that are translated to our ears as music. Harmonious music, it's very harmonious. So in any case, go check it out. I have a link in the description as usual uh, to his website, to his content, Go download it if you want, of course, um, it's free, like I said. You can have a contribution, just like you can contribute to this channel, you know, as donations, freely given, freely receiving, I believe in that. So, any case, uh, thank you, Colby, for making this music. I know you watch content too, so, uh, yeah, that's it. All right, so, let's get into the session itself. Um, I skipped three questions that are at the beginning because they are uh, part of the personal material uh, like I've said and emphasized in the past I don't cover things that I don't that, that I think are not that important but I'll mention this ones because uh, they're usually you know um, I don't know questions about if somebody can visit in the next weekend when we do the next session or you know of that sort I some of them I do include but in any case you know the, the whole deal here, the ones that I skipped are about Carla again. See, we know about, about this already at this point. Carla was kind of weak. This is the reason why the sessions are short at this point. 
and um, Carla ingested LSD and that made her a little bit weak and that's why she was continued to have a little weakness so the first question is actually talking about that and it the one thing I'll mention this will become a lot more relevant as we go down the sessions is that at this point the negative beings were um, sabotaging the uh, the uh, the works that they were doing the channeling and they were trying to do it as much as possible if they couldn't mentally they would do it through her physical weakness and because the LSD ingestion caused some physical weakness or let's say weakness in herself in general so they would attack her physical weakness and that's what you know they talk about in the beginning uh, Ross says that it's very fortunate of course that they have the supporting group and all that stuff there is another question 39.2 where they get into Don wants to know if there's anything that Carla can do you know to improve I believe her condition and get you know uh, well faster and there's an answer that I actually like um, I would just discuss a little bit where Ra was always saying you know uh, get some exercise Carla basically <laughs> get some physical exercise and you know she would that's her walking and all that stuff but I think they meant you know more uh, more physical exercise whatever that may be maybe lifting some weights that's one uh, one one way of exercising the muscles in a different way than just walking um, we didn't have much knowledge back then about how to exercise the body but in any case I don't know I think that's what Ra was referring to but also maybe some stretching and you know some other stuff I, I don't know I'm speculating unnecessarily and the other th uh, thing was sexual intercourse which is as we have explored already there is sexual energy transfer that helps a lot this uh, the vital energy of the individual so it's funny I'll just read one part where they say that um, they say the requirements of this instruments distortions towards what you would call ethics have an effect upon this latter activity latter activity being sexual uh, intercourse and the former being uh, physical exercise so uh, I guess there was some sort of uh, ethics on Carla and not having enough sex or something like that but they do say that they would have um, after you know these these advice or this advice that Ra gave then they would engage into more Jim and Carla so it's a whole story behind how uh, Don and Carla had a relationship they were actually married not formally but they had some sort of bond but they wouldn't have sex that was just Don's preference and so on so I'm thinking that uh, I remember Scott Mandelker saying that maybe Ra meant that they could have sex you know like um, Carla and Don could have sex and that would improve and this actually makes sense because Don would be able to transfer a different energy to Carla than what Jim would do and this would have to do with his vibration and his of course his loving nature but you know all that stuff aside that obviously well apparently didn't happen I don't think so in any case you know I just wanted to mention that the last thing they would say is just um just a question that Ra said again like ah, we don't want to we don't want to infringe free will here ah, but it's about the length and how often they can do the sessions but the Ra did say you know maybe take a day or two in between something like that you know and in the mornings in the mornings it was, it was the best time so that's the questions the three questions that I'm not going to cover they're kind of long 
but that's uh, that's mainly what they talk about. Again, you can go read this in the lawofone.info website, which I think is phenomenal. It's where I get my information from. And also in your books, they're available to buy or you can download them for free. You should have them anyway. So this would be in book five if you have the originals. It would be in session 39 if you have the raw material. And that's it. With that out of the way, I don't think I have anything else for introduction and we can go into the first question that I have, which is question number four. Don says, what does Don say? All right, he says, I will then continue now with the general questioning, attempting to find a way into a line of questioning which will get us into an area of, an, of understanding, non-transient functions, which may be worked upon by us and others to raise our consciousness. And I may make several mistakes here in trying to find a way into this questioning. I apologize in advance in my questioning, if my questioning is misleading. I love Don. I notice that everything seems, or most of the basic things seem, to be divided into units which total seven. In looking at a transcript by Herring Purick, from the Nine, I found a statement by the Nine where they say, if we get seven times the electrical equivalent of the human body, then it would result in seven on of the mass of electricity. Could you explain this? I would love Rod to explain this. And we get a sort of explanation because I have no idea what Don is talking about there. Ra says, to explain this is beyond the abilities of your language. Yay. We should, however, make an attempt to address this concept. So they cannot explain it with our language. It's beyond that. But they will try to address the concept. So here we go. As you are aware, in the beginning of the creations set up by each Logos, there are created the complete potentials, both electrical in the sense of one of the one you call Larson and metaphysical. This metaphysical electricity is as important in an understanding, shall we say, of the statement as is the concept of electricity. So we're going to get here into the metaphysical side of things and electricity being the analog here in space time. That's what they're talking about. Um, there are those potentials. They're saying that at the beginning, when the creation is manifested by the logos, then both, I mean, all potentials are there. And there is created the potential of uh, electrical as, I guess, in the sense of space-time and then metaphysical time-space. And then they say this metaphysical electricity is as important in an understanding of this statement as is the concept of electricity. So understanding electricity and metaphysic uh, electricity, let's call it that way. Well, they said it that way. <laughs> uh, to understanding this um, this concept or this statement. Again, I don't know what the other question was, you know, the nine. We're going to get more into the nine and we're going to explore a little bit that. But let's keep reading what Ra says. They say, this concept, as you are aware, deals with potentiated energy. The electron has been said to have no mass, but only a field. Others claim a mass of infinitesimal measure. Both are correct. The true mass of the potentiated energy is the strength of the field. This is also true metaphysically. All right, so here I'm going to try to understand this. This is 
this is really you know borderline what I can understand with my limited physics and uh, you know trying to make sense of it so this concept as you're aware deals with potentiated energy all right so as we can understand from the statements um, the concept that they mentioned that if you reach you know a certain point then you have the mass of the universe or something like that I don't know I forgot what it said but Ra is saying you know this deals with potentiated energy the electron has been said to have no mass but only a field and um, others claim a mass of infinitesimal measure so it's, it seems like quantum physics and uh, our Newtonian physics that wants to have particles or just a field of energy and Ross says both are correct I mean <laughs> yes of course um, it depends on how you want to observe it you want to see it as um, a cloud of energy which is the electron then yes if you want to measure its point where, um, where where it is then yeah you're gonna see it as you know a point very small because that's just the probability uh, the true mass of the potentiated energy is the strength of the field that makes sense this is also true metaphysically so the true mass of the potentiated energy is the strength of the field so the field is going to determine the true mass uh, which again you know for our um, Newtonian physics that that's kind of you know it itches us because oh my god how can I just call it a mass if it's a field you know it's supposed to be a particle blah 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 you know we're only seeing one side of the coin here so again and this is my limited physics i may be wrong into you know getting into that but that's how i see it the true mass of the potentiated energy is trans okay so this is true also metaphysically so now metaphysically we know that there is a field and that true mass of that field is important and i know this has to do with spiritual mass i think let's keep reading spiritual mass we have covered before and it's going to make more sense maybe here Ross says, however, in your present physical system of knowledge, it is useful to take the mass number of the electron in order to do work that you may find solutions to other questions about the physical universe. Of course, it's useful physics. In such a way, you may conveniently consider each density of being to have a greater and greater spiritual mass. Mm, very good. In the same way, I would say. In such a way, it's like, you know, similarly. The mass increases, shall we say, significantly, but not greatly, until the gateway density. In this density, the summing up, the looking backwards. In short, all the useful functions of polarity have been used, therefore the metaphysical electrical nature of the individual grows greater and greater in spiritual mass. So, as uh, you may conveniently consider each density of being having a greater and greater spiritual mass, let's call spiritual mass what i call also the evolution spiritual evolution or i call it also spiritual time because even though time is is this construct that we have because we sense the uh, the movement of things in the physical universe then there is what i call spiritual time which is again spiritual evolution you need time or evolution you can use time and evolution here interchangeably to reach a certain point, and that point is infinity. That is the union with the Creator. And mass increases, spiritual mass increases over time, over spiritual time, if that makes sense. Over the time, over the evolution, time evolution of the spirit, time, uh, time goes by, or evolution goes by, and we accrue 
or we amass this spiritual mass, this, this density of mass. This also makes sense, densities of consciousness. We have higher densities of consciousness because we have higher density of light being absorbed and understood and digested, let's call it that way. We are able to navigate higher densities of information, of light, light love. So the more we get into those densities, then the more we need to have a higher consciousness. That's just how it works. And, uh, um, and so, yeah, the mass increases significantly, but not greatly until the gateway density, because the gateway density is, uh, this is seven density. This is where we start getting closer to the creator. And in terms of consciousness, you have to have um, a view of the creation that is, it's, it's whole, it's complete. There is no separation, of course, that's beyond, um, that's actually a, the point of sixth density. You start learning, these are the lessons of sixth density. Unity, contemplation as a whole of the creation, no division, everything is perfect, everything is one. And as you get closer to that perspective, then you can start seeing the universe as just one infinite thing, you know, and your consciousness just gets to that point. So they say, in short, all the useful functions of polarity have been used, of course, the functions of polarity being experience. Polarity is how we can perceive experience. Otherwise, we wouldn't have any sort of experience. So all the functions of experience are, you know, gone. You know, we don't need polarity anymore. To, to see the universe this way, you cannot have polarity. The metaphysical electrical nature of the individual grows greater and greater in spiritual mass. Now, I love what they mentioned here. And again, I hope my limited physics are able to decode this so it makes sense. Ra says, for an analog, one may observe the work of the one known as Albert, who posits the growing to infinity of mass as this mass approaches the speed of light. Thus, the seventh density being, the completed being, the creator who knows itself, accumulates mass and compacts into the one creator once again. Okay, I, I just, something just clicked that I'll, I'll mention at the end and conclusion of this kind of convoluted question. All right, so they, the analog they're using is, uh, Einstein said that to accelerate something to the speed of light, we need infinite mass. Therefore, we can't get to, we can't accelerate anything to the speed of light. Only light can travel that at that speed. So Ra is using the, uh, the example that Einstein used that um, growing to infinity of mass as this mass approaches the speed of light. Of course, you know, to reach the speed of light and see the beauty here. I'm just being poetical, but if for us to reach the light, we must grow infinite in spirituality. <laughs> it's terrible poetry, but you get the idea, you know, for us to reach light, we need to, you know, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> the, the light at the end of the densities. That light, you require infinite spiritual mass. And spiritual mass is accrued by consciousness, by you understanding the creation, by you. This is why planet Earth is such a, an amazing school, beyond schools, a university. It's the most difficult one, they say, because 
we have such a multiplicity. In fact, we don't even know where to begin, you know, to to start studying this fascinating world, you know, of politics and governments and, you know, sexual, uh, I don't know, uh, deviations of what really is and, you know, uh, our money system and so on. I mean, there's so much to study here because that makes us see the creation. Again, polarity, what, what do they say? You know, polarity cease to... Imagine if we could process all of the polarity here on Earth. What is the universe going to offer us? Like, we're going to get into another planet. It's going to be like, you know, oh, the big, you know, uh, problem here is that they are bartering. You know, we're like, ah, come on, you know, I survived the uh, 2008 economic collapse in planet Earth. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's going to be so easy, you know. So uh, it's it ceases to be see the catalyst that we could possibly process, and I'm just being you know goofy right now. But um, the catalyst that we can possibly explore in other planets is going to be like, meh, you know, I I have a master's degree in this, man, bro, come on, <laughs> you know where I come from? See see my resume? I come from planet Earth, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's gonna be like that. I mean. Um, it's a goofy way again of just explaining how you can accrue spiritual mass and consciousness by um, yeah by simply you know processing polarity here you know processing experiences catalyst is the biggest thing they mentioned catalyst here too so all right um, all that aside hope you enjoy that because I did I made a connection I gotta read again what Don said um, physical this metaphysical electricity is the seven on thing what do they even say? If we get seven times the electrical equivalent of the human body, then it would result in the seven of the mass of electricity. Oh my god, now it makes sense, see? If we get seven times the electrical equivalent of the human body, for one I see Rise mentioning or saying, you know, seven meaning the seven densities. So if we can get the seven densities of uh, experience, then it would result in seven on of the mass of electricity. I don't know how raw decoded this. I mean, they're phenomenal, I guess. Raw. But yeah, you know, <laughs> it would result result in seven on of the mass of electricity. So I guess that's what they mean because seven, the seven on would be the complete uh, perception of the creation, I guess, in electricity. Mass of electricity being metaphysical electricity. I mean, I don't know. Maybe just raw made it up and say like, all right, that's a Whoever made that up, we're just gonna <laughs> fit it, uh, fill it in with something else that makes sense. And to me, this makes sense, so that's it. Um, if that wasn't complicated enough, take a look at this. All right, so Don is gonna question this. I wanted to just look at the screen. And uh, Don says, then in the equation that I have here on this page, could M sub I, I believe, refer to spiritual mass I am assuming is this correct and it gives a formula which is mass I'm assuming um, yeah spiritual mass but in this case I don't know I don't know if he made this it's uh, there is a speed of light there M, M sub O uh, C squared divided by the roots of 1 minus uh, velocity square by I forgot what C is I mean Whatever that is, Ra says, yeah, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> that is correct, whatever that is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I really don't. If somebody of you know who are into physics, please let me know in the comments. Uh, help a brother out. 
All right, so Don says the next question. Thank you. Can you tell me, can you interpret a transmission from the nine where they say, CH is a principle which is the revealing principle of knowledge and law. Can you tell me what that principle is? Here we go again. Ra says, the principle so veiled in that statement is but the simple principle of the constant or creator and the transient or the incarnate being and the yearning existing between the two, one for the other, in love and light amidst the distortions of free will acting upon the illusion bound entity. See, oh my God, I'm gonna stay here for a couple of minutes. There's so much to get out of this and it's helpful stuff. It's not just us trying to decode what Ra and Don were talking about. Yes, we're gonna, we're gonna get into that so it, it pacifies our minds, if that's a thing, which I doubt it is. Um, but also, we're gonna get into um, some of the things I consider, this is just me, you know, this is human Gabriel here talking, uh, that we are confronting in the spiritual awakening that's happening on Earth. First, let's go to the question where the the channeling or the information is that this is channel information, by the way, by uh, Henry Puharic, Puharic, I don't know how his name is pronounced, um, but they were channeling the nine, I guess. I don't know if this is the Council of Nine. I don't know if they mention it. We'll see. But it just it seems very obscure, and that's the word I want to use: obscure. I mean, imagine if you can tell somebody who is, you know, into metaphysics and stuff, and you say, you know what, CH is a principle which is the revealing principle of knowledge and law. And you would be like, what do you mean? Could you explain that? I mean, even Don was like, can you tell me what this principle is? You know, what is this? CH. What is CH? Uh, see, to me, that's creator and human. <laughs> I don't know. Could, couldn't it be easier to say the creator and the human, you know, is the principle, which is the revealing principle, the connection between the two? Because that's what Ra is saying here. They, they're saying, all right, this principle is so veiled or so confusing and obscure. It's, uh, you know, in their nice terms, Ra's nice terms. They say, uh, it's but the simple principle. See how they, and they explain it so simple. The constant and the transient. The constant is infinity. It's the creator. Infinity is constant. The creator, it's, it's constant. It doesn't change. It's, it's there. It, it is what it is. And the transient is us, the incarnated being, the human. And the yearning that exists between the two. We want to be with the creator. The creator wants us to arrive to it. Him, she, whatever. Uh, one for the other. In love and light amidst the distortions of free will acting upon the illusion-bound entity. Let me repeat that again in love and light, meaning the beauty, the poetry, the dance of this creation, which is fun, it's entertaining, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's the most amazing dream you could ever have. It's the most amazing plethora of uh, creations within the creation, an infinity of creations. That's what they're referring. Amidst the distortions of free will acting upon the illusion-bound entity because we have free will. It's not like the creator made us and, all right, this is how you're going to function. Crack, 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 you know, and it gives us that, I forgot what they're called, but you know those toys that crank something, I forgot what they're called again. Leave me a comment if you know what they mean or what the what's the name is. Uh, but, you know, the old toys, you crank the little thing and it just starts walking. 
No, the creator didn't do that. The creator said, I'm going to create something and I'm going to give free will. You know, you do what you want. Let me see how I behave in that scenario. That's it. You know, dreams are the same thing. Your imagination is the same thing. You imagine things. You create yourself there and you start, you know, doing all kinds of adventures and, you know, uh, whatever you, know, you want to do in your imagination, planets, uh, create worlds, universe destroys them, whatever. And, you know, that's, that's, that's how... That's how it is, and that is the connection that they make. You know, it's just a simple principle that the creator wants, you know, us to have fun and become that, become what we are. Uh, clear distortions. If anything, you know, this is not about realizing anything. It's just clearing the distortions. It doesn't let you see yourself as the creator. So, all right. So my small rant here, short rant, is going to be about how things are. Uh, hyperinflated in the spiritual community. This is not bashing against anybody in particular, of course, but you can see this too. If you are involved in some of, you know, the again, uh, an infinity of, you know, different concepts and definitions and ideas of, you know, who you are and what your life, uh, your past lives, you know, mean to you, and how you can correct, you know, this ancestral problem that you have because you are. This, I mean, I, I don't want to say anything in particular, but there's so many things out there that they're not wrong. You know, I, I'm not going to say they're wrong. They're just obscuring and very confusing to the entity that just wants to know. They don't want to spend their whole life studying this. This is why Hinduism was, to me, refined into Zen Buddhism, which is a snap. You know, you realize and you're like, oh, okay, you know, I don't need five incarnations to become a monk so I can become enlightened, then become, you know, a Buddha, rainbow body. You know, no, 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 it's now, you can do it now. And um, that may sound, you know, like uh, a little bit, uh, what's it called, instant gratification. But yeah, we are in that time. If you want to believe, of course, and this is the beauty of the creation, if you want to believe that you have to go and suffer for this, then yes, you can do that. You know, you're not limited by it. You have free will. But there is the short path. There is the middle way. It, it, and it's not this, you know, convoluted, again, way of this thicket of views, as Gautama used to, used to call it. It's not. You know, it's a simple thing. That's what Ra, to me, it's, it's so... You see the difference between obscure information and complex information is raw in these channelings uh these obscure ways of we don't even know who channeled this it could be a negative entity it could be a positive entity without uh enough channel uh broad broadband you know to to give the information so it comes out so obscure that's why the raw material is so revered because they were clear crystal clear with everything as much as possible and they were always emphasizing we're trying our best watch session 37 if you don't know what i mean they were always you know paramount about this um so yeah oh my god i can go on a rant here for a while because i am one who is very practical and very simple and that's why i love buddhism to me buddhism has the simplest way of realizing who you are that's it you know <laughs> anything else is just you playing with the distortions and saying, no, 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 I think the universe is very complicated, so I need to have an infinity of time navigating this. By all means, you know, do it. You have free will. I'm not saying that's wrong. I am only saying that it doesn't have to be that way. 
That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be that obscure. It is that simple. But we like to complicate it. So, all right. End of rent. Continuing with session. 39.7. That's where we at. Don says, was the reason that the nine transmitted this principle in this form the, um, uh, was the reason for this the first distortion? Ra says, this is incorrect. Question eight. Don says, can you tell me why they gave the principle in such a veiled form then? Ra says, describe is most interested in puzzles and equations. Boom. Okay, here's the answer. Whoever was the channel, I don't know if it was Henry or it was somebody else, um, they're very interested. You see, one thing that happens with channels, channelings, not the raw material, because remember, Carla wasn't there. Carla was Carla was, um, was out for lunch <laughs> on those sessions. She wasn't there. There's was nobody home, only Ra. And she was in a complete trance with that I I don't believe anybody has achieved that I know. Um, and this is what Ra needed to communicate so precisely. Why? Because Carla's mind wasn't there to distort, and that's what we do. You know, when we channel, and you know, anybody who's channeled, uh, I haven't, but you can see that everybody knows that they're conscious. They're not unconscious, you know, and the information just goes through them, and they they verbalize it. By doing that, it's like going through a filter. When you go through a filter, your stuff is going to filter as well. If you have, because we all have, our mind is clutter, so some of that clutter is going to come out. Back in the days, you know, in the 50s, uh, I forgot, uh, Brown's book for channeling, I think it was called, they they realized that it's the biases of the of the channeler that would create some uh, different in uh, differentiation in the in the messages received. Spirituality, for example, religion, or some other biases would filter out, but the information was the same. In any case, in this um, particular example, the scribe is most interested in puzzles and equations. And what Don asked before is the reason why this channeling or this information was given so obscure was it because of free will, you know, meaning that the first distortion is free will, you know, preserving free will. And Ross isn't like, no, <laughs> there are many ways basically that you can say the same thing simple enough, but it's not, you know, and it's not distorting free will. So the reason why they did this is because the scribe is most interested in puzzles and equations. So, hey, you ask and you give, you know, what you're supposed to receive. You ask and you receive. Ask and thou shalt receive, right? Question nine. So, um, Don says, the nine describe themselves as the nine principles of God. Can you tell me what they mean by that? And here goes Ra again. This is also a veiled statement. The attempt is made to indicate that the nine who sit upon the council are those representing the creator, the one creator, just as there are there may be nine witnesses in a courtroom testifying for one defendant. The term principle has this meaning also. The desire of the scribe may be seen in much of this material to have affected the manner of its presentation, of course, just as the abilities and preferences of this group determine the nature of this contact. Beautiful. The difference lies in the fact that we are as we are. Thus, we may either speak as we will or not speak at all. This demands a very tuned, shall we say, group. Here it is. So, yeah, I think this puts a lot into context. 
nine principles of God. See, nine principles of God. Okay, so what does that mean? You know, nine principles of God. Oh, God, no, I need to express more. No, they're simply representatives. The Council of Nine. Um, the Council of Nine are just simply representatives. Guess what? You are a representative of the Creator here too. So, in a broader perspective, they are representatives of God. Ra is a representative of God. Genghis Khan is another one. They're all representatives of God. It's just how we integrate our view of them in our consciousness so we can see them as just one. Very simple. Okay. So, yeah, they explain the whole thing. And then they say that the sire of the scribe may be seen in much of this material to have affected the matter of its presentation. Basically, that the sire of the scribe, the one one of the material, you know, affected the manner of its presentation, being very obscure. Just as the abilities and preferences of this group, meaning Carla, Jim, and Don, um, determine the nature of this contact. Because of them, and Ra emphasized this a lot, their direction of service was so crystalline clear that they were able to channel this information. If some of them were distorted into another, you know, sort of whatever it may be, you know, then they would not have had that successful um, channeling. So, thus we may either speak as we will. Oh, I love how they say the difference lies in the fact that we are as we are. You know, listen, I am who I am. Thus, we may either speak as we will or not speak at all. And we know how Ra sometimes says, no, <laughs> no, we won't. Uh, we have nothing to say, basically. They can't, they couldn't exercise silence. Uh, what do they call it in Buddhism? The thunderous silence. Um, because they would think like, oh, it's Ra there? <laughs> uh, but they would just be very succinct. This demands a very tune, shall we say, group, which is praise to Carl Jim and Dunn. Thank you very much. Okay, so that I see. All right, so Don says, I sense that there is fruitful ground for investigation of our development and tracing the evolution of the bodily energy centers because these seven energy centers or centers seem to be linked with all of the sevens that I spoke of previously and be central to our development. Could you describe the process of evolution of these bodily energy centers starting with the most primitive form of life to have them? All right, so Ra, now we're getting to energy centers. This is the, the cool part. Ra says, this material has been covered previously to some extent. Yes, we have. Uh, look on the previous sessions, you'll find a lot of energy centers uh, information there. There's also an asterisk there. Uh, if you go and check lawofone.info, you'll see there's a reference there uh, for, for all the material that they have covered. And I don't, I'm not going to go into that. Therefore, uh, we shall not repeat information upon which rays dwell in first and second density and the wherefores of this, but rather attempt to enlarge upon this information. So basically, they're not going to repeat anything. I'm just going to enlarge or expand on the information. The basic pivotal points of each level of development, that is, each density beyond second, may be seen to be as follows. All right. So here we're going to get into the energy centers. And we're going to get some new material here. Ross says, firstly, the basic energy of so-called red ray. This ray may be understood to be the basic strengthening ray for each density. It shall never be condescended to as less important or productive of spiritual evolution, for it is the foundation ray. The next foundation ray is yellow. This is the great stepping stone ray. 
At this ray, the mind-body potentiates to its fullest balance. The strong red-orange-yellow triad springboards the entity into the center ray of green. This again, this is again a basic ray, but not a primary ray. All right, so uh, now we're getting distinctions in terms of the rays. And you see the practical thing that we can get out of this, because it seems confusing, but it's not. The practical thing that we can get out of this is what do these terms mean in general in the evolution of the spirit? Because see, they say, firstly, the basic energy of so-called red ray. So red ray is a basic energy. We can understand why it's basic. Without it, we wouldn't have anything. You know, the light starts shining from the bottom here. Prana goes first through the root chakra, Malkuth. This ray may be understood to be the basic strengthening ray for each density because it's not only humans, animals have it, and even um, first density entities must have this red ray. Remember, there are sub-densities into each density, just like we have seven chakras within this third density. There are seven chakras in four density, seven chakras, and so on. Uh, sub-densities. Sub-densities, chakras, energy centers, that's what they mean. So, um, it shall never be condescended to as less important of productive or productive of spiritual evolution. We must pay attention to it. This is a foundation ray. So now we know that red ray is basic and foundation. The next foundation ray is yellow. See, they skip orange. Uh, so they go into yellow. Um, Manipura chakra. And they say the next foundation is yellow. This is the great stepping stone ray. At this ray, the mind-body potentiates to its fullest balance. I'll explain why. The strong red-orange-yellow triad springs boards the entity into the center ray of green. So we need to have uh, first the foundation of red energy center. Boom, that's it. Uh, then the next foundation is yellow. You see, this is getting into, um, I believe they don't say that blue is foundation. I don't think so. But these are primary rays, just like we have primary colors in art. I remember learning primary colors is red, yellow, and blue because they create the other colors. This comes, this becomes very beautiful. You people know this. You know, if you make, uh, if you mix red and yellow, you get orange. That's in between. If you mix uh, yellow and uh, blue, then you get green. That's the between. And if you mix blue and violet, you get indigo, I believe, and that's in between. And if you mix violet and red, what do you get? You get pink, right? Is that what it is? Oh no, if you mix blue and, oh, I may be getting this wrong. Is that right? How do you get into red? You get into red again, but if you mix red and blue, what do you get? You get purple. Yes, and that's why as we get to violet, that's the mixture. Violet is, or purple, is the mixture of red and blue. You get purple. That's because you're getting into the next octave. See how this works? It's it's not a linear thing, it's a it's a circular. If you've seen, you know, the software that uses like the palette, you can see that it's a circle and it's not a straight thing. So in any case, I'm going way beyond this. Um, in the same way, no, this is helpful. This is really helpful because it it makes us understand a little bit how it progresses and um, we have, okay, so the next foundation ray is yellow. The reason why um, yellow is a foundation is because 
like they saying this is a great stepping stone why because here you, once you crystallize your red orange and yellow you go beyond the ego beyond the physical beyond you know death and all this stuff and you go into the uh, transcendence at this point then this uh, at this rate the mind body potentiates to its fullest balance because now you have balance you have your core balance and from there all you can do is uh, the springboard into this the green energy center which is unconditional love and from there you work in a different way you don't work from the animal you work from the spiritual this is again a basic ray but not a primary ray that last part is confusing because they may be talking about the yellow saying that this is a basic ray but not a primary ray but that is not true they were referring to the green ray if you see they say um, the strong red orange yellow triad springboards the entity into the center of in the center ray of green center of course green is the center of the whole uh, chakra system this is a basic ray but not a primary ray green is a basic ray but not a primary so now we have green as a basic one too but yellow is not basic see gets confusing but it's not <laughs> all right um ra says then this is the resource for spiritual work green ray of course when green ray has been activated, we find the third primary ray being able to begin potentiation. This is blue. This is the first true spiritual ray in that all transfers are of an integrated mind-body-spirit nature. The blue ray seats the learning teachings of the spirit in each density within the mind-body complex, animating the whole, communicating to others this ent entirety of beingness. Okay, so once we reach you know we have our foundation and foundational rays which is red and uh and yellow those are foundation because they are what we need to go into spiritual work spiritual work is done here in the heart that's the beginning right and then they say when green ray has been activated we find the third primary ray being able to put, to begin potentiation that is the blue ray because as soon as we reach green the only way to express it and to transfer it is through the blue this is the first true spiritual ray see green ray is not spiritual in that sense uh they say in that in that all transfers of an integrated mind body spirit nature i know it sounds terrible like love is not spiritual <laughs> but in terms of how the mechanics of this works um because green is receptive you are receiving you are perceiving the creation uh, just like in orange you are perceiving the physical world you are in the wow of the animal now you're in the wow of the green love unconditional love see that's how it works and how do you do it you express the animal through yellow through the societal to the tribal you know that's it's expressive it's outward and um green again it's it's internal it's receiving and then blue is the external of you know it they say it seats the learning teachings of the spirit in each density within the mind body complex of course it's it's the way that you can you can um you can really accrue wisdom is what they're saying you know in, in my um interpretation learning teachings is wisdom of the spirit in each density within the mind body complex and right in the whole communicating the others to others this entirety of beingness so um, we're seeing just the progress of how, because that's what Don asked. Don asked, you know, how how do they progress or something like that? I forgot. Let me read it again. I like to be thorough. 
uh, this process of evolution of these bodily energy centers. Yeah, the process of evolution in this case is just how they progress. It's the progression of them. So, the last part of Ra's answer here, and I'll give you a little bit, uh, a little conclusion. The indigo ray, though precious, is that ray worked upon only by the adept, as you would call it. It is the gateway to intelligent infinity, bringing intelligent energy through. This is the energy center worked upon in those teachings considered inner, hidden, and occult. For this ray is that which is infinite in its possibilities. As you are aware, those who heal, teach, and work for the Creator in any way, which may be seen to be both radiant and balanced, are those activities which are indigo ray. Here we get more context as to why the blue seeds the learning teachings. You see, the blue is receiving from green, unconditional love of the creation, and then is also receiving, in my point of view, I may be wrong here, and I'm just putting my, this is, you know, um, caveat here, not a caveat, um, disclaimer, you know, <laughs> this is me interpreting it. Seeing it this way, the indigo ray, if it is, let's put it this way, if they call it a gateway to intelligent infinity, we get information we say oh i received a download you know we see we seem to be working upwards all the time so it seems like you know indigo is above uh, blu-ray in some way but in terms of expression you cannot express through indigo you have to express through the blue that's why the blue is such an amazing ray you know in that sense because now you're getting the information from intelligent infinity this is you in your challenging infinity and as you express it you know it's not only communication verbal communication which i love doing obviously uh but this is also to me artistic expression or music or anything else that is an expression of how you see the universe this is how it works you channel my friend colby who i mentioned before i guarantee you that that music that he makes is being channeled i mean he says it himself um, in different words, but he channels that information. He is getting the vibrations of the universe, and that's how he sees it. You know, uh, other people, Julie and her paintings, you know, that's how she sees the universe. It's all spirals, and it's all psychedelic, and it's all, you know, this, this, this beautiful mix of colors, you know, and that's how they see it. The way I express the law of one, to me, this is just how, you know, I see the universe. It's not because I study and I... I compare it to text. No, this is just how I see the universe. And this is channeling through the indigo ray. You know, you have connection to that. You have your own artistic expression or simple expression. You know, we call it artistic because then there's other animalistic stuff that is not artistic, I think. Uh, but it's just that ego stuff. You know, that that's just not artistic to me. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, so, yeah. As you're aware, those who heal, teach, and work for the Creator in any way, which may be seen to be both right and balanced, are those activities which are indigo ray. So how can you, you know, I think I got the point across. So, yeah, that, that's the indigo ray. The indigo ray is that part that um, channels intelligent infinity. All right, so they don't say anything about if it's primary foundation or none of that stuff because it's, it's just not relevant to the de development of the individual, the entity. It's not uh, relevant. What's relevant is the triad, like they say, red, orange, and yellow being, you know, the springboard 
to activate the heart, which sees no more the animal, the physical, the transient. They see the transcendental part of the creation. And that is the beginning of the work to start saying, oh, we are all one. Let's work through our Blu-ray to express it. But then you also channel from the indigo. And this is, it's like the sandwich, the spiritual sandwich between indigo and, uh, and green, blue. What am I wearing actually? What synchronicity? Oh, I didn't mean this. I'm wearing blue. And this is actually throw chakra blue. How cool is that? Synchronicity galore. Okay, <laughs> it's one more part that I'm just gonna uh, fly through because we know this already, especially from last session. As you're aware, Ra says, the violet ray is constant and does not figure into a discussion of the functions of ray activation in that it is the mark, the register, the identity, the true vibration of an entity. All right, I said I was gonna fly through, but there's something else they said here, which is really cool and I figured it out and I saw it and I said, yes. It's meaningless, but yes. <laughs> All right, so yeah, the violet ray is constant. It doesn't, you know, it has no f function of activation or none of that stuff. It's there, you know, it has this thing. Now, check this out. Go back to session 38. I forgot what the question is. It's towards uh, the beginning. Uh, 38.2 or something like that. I forgot. But that's when they're talking about the violet ray. I covered that, of course. Last session. Go check it out. Or go to the material. It's easier. Um, and they say, if you want more explanation, then go to the video. But the material is going to... Uh, you're going to see this. Functions of... Uh, it's not freaking to the function of the functions of reactivation in that it is the mark. The mark is the spectrograph. I think it's what they call it. Uh, um, the spectrometer. You know, the, the, the um, this is the combination of all the rays that they first analyzed in session 38. They said, you know, all of these are, uh, to me, is the mark. That's what they mean. they mean there. The register, to me, is the pure violet ray, as they mentioned it there, because they say... There are different ways to perceive the violet ray. So it is the mark, that is the spectrograph. Then the register, that's what they're saying here, that is the pure violet ray to me. The identity, which is the blue, uh, not blue, the red-violet combination, which I said is for harvest, that's the identity. And then the true vibration of an entity, which is, they also mentioned, uh, the true vibration of an entity comes from the density of where they come from. So I, I had this bridge when I was reading it and I said, I need to express it. So yes, here it is. I don't know, that's what makes sense to me. Go read it, tell me if it makes sense to you. All right, next question. Don says, in order to clarify a little bit, I would like to ask the question, if we have a highly polarized entity polarized towards service to others and a highly polarized entity polarized towards service to self, what would be, uh, taking each ray, starting with red, would there be any difference, a difference in the red ray of these two entities? Ross says, this shall be the last full question of this working. There is no difference in equal strongly polarized positive and negative entities as regards red ray. You can see that uh, Ra was already conscious, very conscious about Carla being weak because they say this will be the last full question and they only answer it really short. So just a note there. Um, they say, this is actually cool, you know, it's a really good question, you know, is there any difference, any difference between a negatively polarized, same strength, because, you know, you may have a um, slightly polarized, polarized 
negative uh, entity here. You know, there's there's a there's a spectrum, and then there is you know the fully potentiated one. Say four density, four density where you have uh, really highly. Let's actually call it um, fifth density because in fifth density, you have to get close to 99%, I believe, of negative orientation. You can have only one percent of service to others. <laughs> you have room for error, which is very tiny. And then also in in green uh, or in four density, you can have a positively polarized entity that is ninety-five percent or so service to others. Or fifth density, actually. So, is there a difference in the red ray? It could be here too. And Ross says no. There is no difference in the red ray because they're both as powerful. They're both as uh, potentiated in that way. Like they have, they have equal strength in polarization, positive or negative. So you can see it as electricity. How much electricity do you need to power up a, you know, two different, I don't know, kitchens? Well, they both require the same energy. They're different. One may be black and the other one white, but they're both, you know, they require the same energy same amount of strength so that's what this means i think it's a really good question i don't know all right so don says is this also true uh of all other rays uh ross says we shall answer briefly you may question further another working the negative ray pattern is the red orange yellow moving directly to blue i'll explain that asterisk there this being only used in order to contact intelligent infinity in positively oriented entities, the configuration is even, crystallinely clear, crystalline, crystallinely clear. I don't know how to pronounce it. N of the seven ray description. N of the seven ray description. In positively oriented entities, the configuration is even, crystallinely clear. N of the seven ray description. I don't know if I read that right, but okay. So, is this true for all the others? So no, because uh, it's not true that it's equal. Like you don't see them equally. Um, I don't know why. What what was Don's intention with this question? But uh, I think previously, yeah, they mentioned that the negatively oriented entity, at least for graduation into four density, looks kind of very different. Muddy, they call it. You know, in red, orange, yellow. But in any case, they just emphasize that red. Uh, red, orange, yellow, moving directly to blue. The asterisk there is because there is no consensus yet into if Ra made a mistake and they said, you know, um, if the negative entities uses blue, because in other sessions they have said they go to indigo. But then uh, there's also, um, you know, they mention slightly in other sessions that they use blue. So we don't know. We don't know what they mean there. In any case, all we know is that they skip the heart. I believe that they actually use blue because they are wise negative entities and they distort wisdom so they can have their way. But in any case, I don't know. That's just one part of it's unknown to us. We don't know. Uh, this is all, this is everybody in, in, in the study of this. So we all have our opinions here, basically, but it's irrelevant. This is um, this being only used in order to contact Intelligent Infinity. So they use blue or indigo to contact Intelligent Infinity. We know that we use indigo to contact Intelligent, Intelligent Infinity, but the positive being uses blue as well. 
but we don't know if the negative does also. So, whatever. In positively oriented entities, the configuration is even, crystalline, and of the seven-ray description. So, in the positive, everything's working, you know, perfect. In the negative, they are accumulating all that energy there in their lower energy centers so they can access the indigo and contact intelligent infinity and maybe use the blue which it's hard to tell again because blue is honest communication so if they're not honest they're very dishonest are they distorting it i don't know i don't know i don't know it's an enigma so in any case uh yeah it's different it's not in the red it's equal in the rest is different and we have explored this already so i'm not gonna go much deeper into this that's it that's all we have into session 39 i covered it completely the last question was as usual is there anything that can be done to improve the contact or make the instrument carla more comfortable and roger says later i don't know we're out that's it conclusions we explored a couple of things one the obscurity of spirituality obscurity in the sense of how confusing it can be complex and also the energy centers so let me address first those are the two things that just came out from the session to me the obscurity comes from um gautama used to say don't get involved in metaphysics man you don't need metaphysics your metaphysics is that you are the creator or that you are everything. They didn't even say the creator. You are everything. You are the creation. You're the universe. That's it. You know, why do you want to complicate it? Because I have these views and this and that and blah, blah, blah. That's great. You know, that is your game. But if you're seeking enlightenment, complicating it is... You can't complicate infinity. It's infinity, you know, so... Um, this, that doesn't mean that we cannot explore as we do, you know, with the raw material. But this is where I even say the whole raw material. Once, once you get it, you don't need this. You know, this is all. You know, in several, several sessions, I've said like, listen, if you can get this, I think I said it in session. Actually, very appropriate and synchronistic. In session twenty-seven, when I talked about intelligent infinity, I believe I said, if you get this, you should close this book. Uh, unsubscribe from my channel forget about everything and just go and explore the world because you know you're in, in um, intelligent infinity you are everything and so i'll say it here too if you get this you don't need to this is entertainment this is spiritual entertainment for us who like to explore these things and like to talk about it you know this is fun you know this is like music we're playing music with words here and the purpose of music is no purpose you know it's just yeah it's just music you know it's just playing you know it's moving us you know dancing is the same thing you don't have a specific spot that you want to reach or a specific you know form or pose whatever so in the same way you know this this whole obscuring of spirituality and you have to work you have to do a lot of spiritual work is what they say well yes if you have to you know um, oh, we can get into so much stuff here, but oh, for me to understand this, I need to go through that. I think we can simplify it. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying that we can simplify it to have our compass, compass, you know, directed towards the north. I mentioned Zen Buddhism. Zen, uh, Zen Buddhism in Japan had a very particular use because 
this is a society that is very strict and ritualistic and very, you know, stern and all, you know, uh, st stiff. They needed Zen Buddhism to tell them, relax, it's all a game. You know, you're playing a game. You can go play it. You will have to play it. Hinduism is the same thing, you know, when they had the four stratas, where um, you would have this, um, uh, what do they call it? I forgot what they're called. Um, stratum. That's what I mean. Um, they, they, because we need to make society work. That's it. You go, you play the game, and then you become uh, Shramana. That's the, the man or the woman that just went out into the wilds and said, bye-bye, well, I'm going back into nature where I came from, and I'm just going to forget that humans have a civilized way of things, you know? So, um, yeah, you know, it's... it's we should always work with that in, in mind and in heart. So, all right, that's my contribution. You know, don't think it's complicated. It can become complex if we want to, to have fun. But it isn't. It's just simple. And then the energy center is just another way of complicating things to see <laughs> how, we, how we can see ourselves, you know. And then you can go and say, oh, now I see why I was afraid of this. Or this is why I always loved this. Or this is why I always wanted to paint or make music. It's my blue, it's my green, it's my orange, you know, it's it's a beauty. You know, we are a work of art of the creator. So that's it, that's all I got. Um, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate all the comments that you guys leave me. You guys are amazing, really. You know, I'm talking to anybody who leaves a comment. Those who don't leave a comment, then I'm not talking to you. So leave a comment. <laughs> Uh, so I can know you, you know, I I am able so far, so I don't have that many subscribers, to remember each and one of you whenever you repeat comments, you know, and it's fascinating to see you guys go through the raw material and, you know, interact with you, answer your questions, so I'm really glad that I have this audience. I said in my other video, uh, being grateful and so on about this whole change in my life, and I'll say it here again, you know, thank you, especially if you're here after an hour of watching me. Um, even if you did a segmented, I'm still grateful. You listen in a cumulative whole hour in your life, and I appreciate that. But yeah, you guys are awesome. You know, the audience that I uh, I was first, you know, um, kind of um, afraid that I was going to have, you know, kind of people are, am I going to get, you know, I'm going to get crazy people, you know, looking for metaphysics or whatever, I don't know. I, was, I just didn't know what I was getting into. And it turned out to be you. You know, you guys are just incredible you know the things that you mentioned some of the comments that you guys leave me are just like wow you know this is amazing you know you should be on the show <laughs> so um all right with that again um anything else you can get in the description box you can get again colby's new album it's free go get it it's free go get it go listen expand your consciousness with colby's beautiful harmony of how he perceives the universe and um, links, all description is there too if you want to support my channel as well. And I'll see you then now in session 40. If I didn't say enough, thank you. I love you. Keep being there.